Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Lano. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who has never had to hide from a bully in a dumpster, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. I also wasn't bullied for having a dead mom, so. Yeah, pretty rough bullying, I would say, the dead mom bullying. Uh, this is our final episode of the 2022 Listener Request Month, and let's hear it from Jenna in Baltimore. Hey, Tripp and Andrew, this is Jenna calling from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm so excited that Dissecting the 80s is doing a fan uh, pick month, so my pick for this month is The NeverEnding Story, and that's because it is a personal favorite of mine. I would love to hear you guys' take on it, especially that weird, very sad horse death scene and also it has all the best makings of a great 80s movie including a theme song written just for the movie and really interesting puppetry all throughout awesome job guys love listening and can't wait to hear what you all pick thank you so much for that thank you for calling in and thank you to everybody who called in episodes on listener request month i guess i shouldn't say it's the final listener request month episode it's the final main feed listener request month because if you head over to patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s there will be one more episode probably in a couple of weeks uh up there uh on the bill murray vehicle stripes which will be uh, a lot of fun to talk about i think we haven't recorded that one yet but i'm looking forward to it uh but anyway we watched the never-ending story so you know what that means we gotta go back we gotta go dissect the 80s it's your catchy as hell theme song something about your catchy as hell theme song when the mega powers explode i'm talking about the 80s When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Uh, this is gonna sound like I'm dunking on the movie, but definitely the the best part of this movie, right? I think. I mean, I will say I enjoyed this movie, but me too, me too. But uh, the song slaps. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just very good. The movie is like a solid, I think, like solid B, you know, B. Yeah, but the the theme song is, is genuinely great. I will say, I had it's been a long, 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 long time since I watched this movie, and I remembered like vague. I, remember I don't think song. I've ever seen it. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting. I feel like we had the VHS tape because um, I remember. I feel like I remember being on your side, like your side of the the tapes <laughs> the 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 trip v andrew yeah because uh, you, your side had the the star wars ridge tridge in the box set mm, with the yeah. like half face thing uh-huh, and then i uh, want to say uh. you had this too i don't remember the tape but i'm not denying its existence senator <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible. Definitely a movie I have seen before. I It's like, you know, I remember the dog, uh, well, but it was a dragon, but I remember it as a dog. It looks uh, like a dog. I remember the flying dog. Mm-hmm. And I remember the names being weird. I, I, I think I remember Atreyu and Falcor, honestly, more from the Lonely Island album where they do like a very odd interlude of them. Um, how do we put this politely? Having sex, I think, is what they're implying. Uh, I don't know what song that like is. Like a much... It, no, they, there's like a interlude on the album. Like, you know how like rap albums have sketches? Kind of. Little skits. You know, it's like the Beastie Boys would put like a 38 track album out and like nine of them are little skits. Vaguely. Uh, the 
or, or Dre did it and stuff. The anyway, one of the little skits is like a Treyu and Falcor. It's like a very dumb audio joke. Hmm. Anyway, it's not important. It's is irrelevant to the proceedings. But I will say, I completely forgot the main character of this movie's name is Bastion, and at no point is it implied that this is like, oh, his name is Sebastian, and it goes down to Bastion. Yeah, it's just his name is Bastion because that's his name. And like, I don't. Yeah, I've never heard that name, but I like it. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's an oddball name. Um, we meet him coming downstairs. We very quickly find out that mom is dead. And dad's putting orange juice and a raw egg in the blender, right? Is that what it was orange yeah. juice, right? Yeah, it's, it sure seems like what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I guess like ceviche style, it might cook the egg if it's acidic enough, but it seems like a terrible <laughs> idea. Ceviche is a delicious thing. Eggs, a raw egg in a blender with some orange juice. With some yeah, Tropicana. I'm with, I'm with you. I don't know that yeah. I would call that ceviche. No, I was just saying, like, in the way in the, the spirit acid of. cooks the fish. It, well, like, I'm just saying the acid of the orange juice might technically make it safe to eat that raw egg, is all I meant. Oh, I wonder I wonder if that's a thing, like, acid with egg to cook it. Like, you, you can definitely curdle an egg with lime juice or something. I'm certain that would happen. Like, I don't think you could do, like, a whole... I don't know. It would take, like, a lot of lime juice, I feel, to cook a whole egg, but maybe... Hmm. Uh, the dad here, who's the actor whose name I did not write down, uh, played the bad guy in the A-Team movie remake that I enjoy quite a bit. So I was like, oh, look at this guy. I forgot he was here. I liked that movie, but I can't remember anything about it. The, uh, the only thing I really remember is uh, the part where they like dangle a tank off a parachute and use the, the tank's weapon to move the, the parachute. They like launch to like uh, go side to side, right? Or, yeah, or, like, to slow down eventually. They, like, launch them. It's like, you know, they they push themselves back. It's like Wally floating, but with a tank. <laughs> like, you got to push yourself off, create air resistance, like Wally does with the fire extinguisher. Or is that Eve? One of them does I think it's Wally. I think it's Wally. Yeah. Like, Wally with the fire extinguisher. They, like, yeah. shoot tank uh, missiles. I'm not a missile, probably. Someone's going to correct me. Shell? I'm not sure. But he's like, he does the real classic like 80s movie dad. He's really only, he, I think he's only in this one scene. Pretty much. It's like, stop stop daydreaming and mourning your mother, kid. Well, Shape up. I didn't even see it like that. It's It felt me, to me more like, mom's not recently dead. And uh, okay. I got mom's not recently dead. And it's sort of like, hey, kiddo, at what point are we going to accept reality? Yeah, okay. I, I buy that. I do buy that. Because he seemed based on... gentler than, I would, than you would expect yeah. for this scene. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and and uh, Bastion here is was David in Cocoon, the little grandson. Uh, oh, left and and was almost blew the whole thing, uh, and also played Daryl in Daryl, which maybe future episode. I don't I'm think I know sure. Daryl. It's D A R Y L. I remember reading the book as a kid and then watching the movie. It was, it was like a, a it might be a computer kid. It's possible. Okay, I was like, was it a science experiment kid? Because I feel like we read a lot of those. It, it, it could, it's it's in that genre is my memory. But someone out there is like furiously tweeting like, no, that's not Daryl. But I think it's, I think that's Daryl. Uh, so anyway, he's, he's on his way to school and he's running away from some bullies who were like, hey, aren't you the kid with the dead mom? As you alluded to earlier. Also, every, like not even just the, the bullies and, and Bastion, but like, Random pedestrians are just walking in the street. Like, no one's using the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, like, very... Tell me you're in a movie without telling me you're in a movie. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know where it happens in this chase sequence, but at one point, they, like, bump into an older man who drops a... A glass bottle! He's the director of the movie. Oh, that's, that's fun. I, that's a good cameo. little cameo. Yeah. Enough to be, yeah, enough so to be like, 
that's easily point like the guy who drops the milk bottle that's me but you don't distract yeah. right exactly uh but i love that like he he has the, the bullies like chase him they're like get in the dumpster we'll put you in there and bastion's like okay and like he climbs into the dumpster voluntarily but he like does like the pop your head up move like a cartoon and it's all full of straw i thought it was like um that like shreddy paper that they'll use to fill like like Easter grass, but paper it could be. I I was pretty certain it was like hay. <laughs> this was a dumpster full of hay. Yeah, in Vancouver. Yeah, well, the exactly. Vancouver hay dumpsters. Uh, but one of my favorite sequences of the real world part of the movie is like he like kind of like you know waits for the bullies to leave, sort of pokes his head out. He starts he's doing like you know an exaggerated sort of like sneak away walk, and then the bullies spot him. And they're like, "Hey, get back in that dumpster!" Well, yeah, it's funny. It's it's. I enjoyed it's extremely that part. Funny. Also, yeah, what, I, what I movie did we genuinely. recently do where they made fun of someone for having a dead mom? I feel like within the last like couple oh, months, man. we did something because uh, we both were like, "That can't be a thing." <laughs> it seems like an off, uh, off, uh, out of bounds area for bullying the dead parents. Even in it, that's what I they say. Right, They're like, "Hey, what, uh, who's the stuttering one? Is it Bill? 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 Yeah." They're like, "Bill, your brother's been gone for a whole year. That means the." Where can make fun of you again? And I was like, you know what? It's something. <laughs> it's like you can make fun of them, but not for having a dead mom. Yeah. You know, or I mean? dead brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw the other day when I was out taking a walk, it was raining. There was a woman and her child who was wearing like a full on Georgia <gasps> rain, rain outfit. And I was like, lady, you're pushing your luck here. <laughs> give him the give him uh, the boat so already. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Bastion goes running off. He's trying to hide. He ends up in a bookstore and he has like a little trip moment here where the bookstore is like, owner's like, you kids don't read. What are you doing in my bookstore? Like, and the kid's like, um, actually, and he starts rattling off all the books he reads. Shut up, angry old man. <laughs> uh, director is uh, Wolfgang Peterson, by the way. Uh, he directed uh, Das Boot and uh, Enemy Mine, which people probably know who are like, you know, more cinephiles. But I know Air Force One and uh, the Poseidon remake. Oh, honestly, my Air Force One is more of the, the Pair Force One skit sequence that they did on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Uh, oh right, 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 right. It's a, it's a, it's an extremely violent movie, but it's a good '90s action movie if you're in the mood for one of those. Yeah. So he's he. I, I, my read on this is the bookkeeper like intentionally leaves. The oh, story he he direction. like okay. He's like basically doing um, Postlethwaite. Is that who it is in a uh, Pete Postlethwaite? Yes, Pete Postle. He's like he is a wink at the audience at the camera away from being Postlethwaite from James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. And that is what you've just finished watching. Does he eat it or grab it? I feel like he, there's a, there's a, I think he, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he eats it or I don't think he, I don't know. Maybe he, I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a physical gesture to be like button. I thought he closes the book. No, he's not in a book. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a very long time since I, uh, watched or read james and the giant peach but i remember the book ended with that's, and that's what you the, just finished reading yeah. and then i i found it yeah i do remember this bit anyway uh sebastian's got the never-ending story it feels like the page master which i haven't seen in a very long time but like the sequence oh, yeah. i was like yeah. oh the page master yeah definitely definitely page master vibes i mean these are all of like a similar ouvre the page master never-ending story yeah um uh, there's another similar like fantasy kids thing with Kid a, and Arthur Labyrinth. So- 
maybe I feel like Labyrinth sort of is in this. Yeah, realm, secret chosen one. Situation. Yeah, yeah. But he's late for his math test, so he's like, "Ah, I know. I'll go hide in the attic of my school." I didn't get it. I, I, I will say there are a few <laughs> things in this movie that I just like. I don't. Maybe the book explains better. I don't know. Right, I don't right. think so because this is apparently very so different than the book that the the author like hates it. Oh, one of those situations. He was like the, old, he, the, the Stephen King ism. He well, he tried to get his name taken off and the name changed. Oh wow! And he, they were like, no. And so he <laughs> sued them and then got overruled in court. And I was like, how? Wow. You'd think the guy who wrote it being like, this isn't my book. Like you can't just put my name yeah. on, put the name on it. Yeah, that is fascinating. I'm sure it includes enough elements from the book so as to be like legally it is an adaptation you know yeah he also has a weird briefcase book bag thing i it is a weird and it's briefcase not book bag. it doesn't look like it's a, a messenger bag because it's got the handle mm-hmm. yeah he, he he's like a little tiny businessman yeah but he he goes into school sees he's late goes oh the math test i better go hide and i was like but what's yeah. the goal here like I'm guessing it's like if I'm absent the whole day, I get to make up the math test. Whereas if I show up halfway through math, they're going to be like, well, you got half a period. Go ahead and do the math test, you know? Okay. That's okay. That I can see. That feels like that feels like my move in this situation of like, oh, no, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, I can see that. So he starts reading and uh, we start seeing some some miniatures and puppets. Where some evil dead realm. shots. Yes, very evil dead shots. Uh, and one of the one of the actors here is uh, Deep Roy, who played all of the uh, Oompa Loompas in that Willy Wonka remake. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of, um, I feel like he's done a lot of character work like that in terms of like playing creatures and or like mm-hmm. non-human characters. Yes, definitely, definitely. He's dubbed over here with a voice that does not like it. It's. Not only does it's not like one of those like oh yeah like the the funny thing of like a very deep voice coming out of like a very small person kind of thing yeah but it just it doesn't sync all that well in my opinion I it, it kind of took me out of it all the time no and also apparently Atreyu Atreus Atreyu Atreyu and Falcor Atreyu apparently Atreyu's voice is not his voice oh that I did alleged so clearly they were capable in IMDb it says that like at a 2010 con. Uh, the Eric, mm. the actor for Atreyu said that they voice they they dubbed him. Interesting, but I don't. Well, if they did, it's very good. Yeah, it, that's the best mouth work in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Rockbiter, probably the coolest creature character in the movie for for my money. He looks so familiar, and like oh, probably just because you watched this movie and forgot about it. Yeah, I mean, I've also seen video like video essays about it. I think Cracked did one like. 15 years ago during the after hour show that we used to watch all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but it just it feels there's something about it that felt kind of ozian in that like rocky uh, uh return to oz we did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's snacking on some limestone which i like that he has opinions on different rocks that he eats it's like yeah of course he does yeah. you know that's his food also it's all real the yes. giant snail the rock monster the bat creature yeah. the goblin it's yeah. all real yeah. Right. And it's like, not, does all of it work? No. But I personally would much rather see a big foam rock almost hit Deep Roy than all of it be PlayStation cutscenes. Yeah. The only thing that I would like for a movie like this is that, like, when he opens the book to start reading, I would love for, like, mm. 
the world to kind of grow out of the ground around him. That would be cool. And then the yeah, camera can pan cool. so he's gone from the shot. Yeah, yeah. But like that would be the only instance of like, let's use some CGI to like grow the world and show that he's being immersed into the book. You probably could have figured out how to do that back then without the part where it like physically comes out of the book, but just like sort of like a replacement shot. Oh no, I meant I I didn't mean from the book. I meant like he's in the attic and he opens it and just like out of the out of the floor of the attic rises like trees and the rocks and stuff. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, So we learn about the villain of the movie, which is uh, called the Nothing. Not not the most creative name uh, in the world, but. It it does describe what happens, which is the absence of anything. It also, <laughs> which is kind of a terrifying children's villain. Sorry, it is. But I, I feel like this whole movie is, and maybe the books too. I don't know. Is just like metaphors for mental illness, and maybe not oh. illness in the right way, but like a lot of it seems like depression and anxiety and like different responses to depression. And I was just like, I, oh. I, I, I do feel like the, this is supposed to be like the manifestation of his grief is always how, or not always, is how I read it. You as an eight-year-old was like, hmm, yeah. You, eight-year-old, this is a manifestation on his grief. <laughs> Mom, they're manifesting his grief with rock monsters. That's nice. <laughs> uh, cute cut to me a week or so from now, going to get text from Mom. She's like, you would have said something like that. <laughs> or you did say something like that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, I, 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 you're totally right. Like this, this absolutely is easily a metaphor for depression or, um, you know, grief or how somebody deals with stuff like that. For sure. For sure. Um, so everyone's but going very Raimi vibes specifically for the nothing. You you'd mentioned earlier, but I thought it was really during the nothing parts. Yeah, for sure. Cause yeah. it's all the like low kind of shaky forest shots. Right, um, right. Also, I know they're just like screensavers at this point in you know 2022, yeah. but the shots of the the swirling nothing, I really like them. They're really pretty. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. And a really cool matte painting comes up here of the castle. It's just like again, does it look real? Like no, but it's, it's we're in fantasy world. Who cares? Yes, yeah, we're in Fantasia. And so everyone has everyone has sent like it's very Oz. I've, I made a couple points of Oz yes. in, this, in my notes. Yeah. So it's sort of like. Like the munchkins and the winkies and the waddling, they all send their people to the wizard to be like, we need help because of the nothing. And they're like, the, the the difference, I guess not the difference, the other similarity with Oz is that like every one of these designs is a little bit terrifying. Yeah, just a I, little I bit. Imagining, I was imagining watching this as a child being like, I would have been afraid of all of these. Every single the one. The four-faced people. Yeah. There's like one the the closest to like a regular old human still has like a big you know pointy head kind of thing going the, on, the right? like high this? the like vizier kind of dude y- yeah yeah he's got like a weird outfit and like strange eyebrows like it's exactly enough that I was like oh my god yeah but so they're all like we need the empress to save us and he's like well she's dying so I, I we can't like everything's fucked everybody sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's over. Wrap it up. Uh, Game over, man. Alive. Yeah, exactly. Good to have been alive, but uh, no more. Um, so they're like, we've reached out to the these like plains people who hunt purple buffalo, and they're sending mm-hmm. their greatest warrior. And this is a moment where I'm like, I know it's supposed to be like old oaky smoky times, and like we can't text yeah, message, yeah. but like yeah. it feels like there was no communication between the empress. And her like gang and the mm. plains people beyond send us yes. someone because Atreus yeah. shows up. He's this child <laughs> with beautiful hair 
Yeah. And they're like luscious golden locks or not, not golden, but luscious locks. And he's yeah. they're like get out child. We're looking we, we're waiting for the warrior and he's like well then I'll leave. And they're like what? And I'm like so you, they didn't describe who they were sending. And then he he picked up a staff and was like bang bang I am the warrior. <laughs> no, he clinked the bottles together. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yes. He's like, I'm here to play. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the quote <laughs> beyond the clinking. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, though, it's like, I feel like you send a follow-up text when you're like, hey, Plains folks, um, so glad that you were able to contribute, but uh, your best warrior is an 11-year-old? Like, what is your warrior training like out there? Are you all, all y'all okay? Yeah, did everyone of age die? What? How did you get this far down the, the list? But Some then red badge of courage ass shit. Atreyu goes, "Well, what mission? What quest are you sending me on?" And I was like, "They didn't say that in their first letter." <laughs> it was just like, "Send us a warrior, please." Yeah, there was and no one thought to ask any follow up questions. It was the letter from the monster squad. <laughs> yes, we need help, like military, dear. Dear military guys, we need help. <laughs> Dear planes people, send us a warrior. And it's spelled like W-U-R-R-O-R. <laughs> or W, sorry, it's W-O-R-R-Y-E-R. There it is. Yeah, and <laughs> I was just like, shouldn't this conversation, like, I know for the movie purposes, like, we needed to know a little bit, but like, they didn't hash a little bit of this out beforehand. <laughs> right. Right, right. Because I also yeah don't you just switch it so that Atreyu says some of the words yeah and 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 it's clear that there has been some information relayed yeah because I also don't like that that it's the same problem I had with um oh what's the Tom Cruise movie we did uh, Legend Legend it's not clear in what's supposed to they're like we need you to go find a cure for the princess's disease and I was like okay like <laughs> you have to go. To whom? To where? Yeah. Like, <laughs> find the rare flower there. on the tall peak. Like, yes. Because yeah. in Wizard of Oz, it's follow the yellow brick road and you'll get there. It's yes. There's a clear yeah. path. This just feels like, I don't know. I don't know what's... I don't. The goal... The quest is so vague as to be like, go figure out a solution to this problem. And it's like, well, we don't even... We don't really know what the problem is. So, like, how can we fix right. it? Right. It's not well defined. We cut to Bastion reading, and I love that he takes like a bite of a sandwich and then is like, no, got to pace myself, puts it away, and then goes back to reading. I was like, that's a little sad, kid. Yeah, yeah. It was very clearly, it's like, we got to give, we got to cut back to the kid at some point. Like, otherwise, we're just doing the princess brides. Like, we need that interlude. Yeah. Uh, I guess I need to understand why he didn't leave the school. Like, why did he have to? Yeah, because later he's like he goes and he's like everyone's gone now I'm sad and I was like yeah. but you hit all day yeah yeah I, I got the impression it was like midnight at that point and I was like where's the police <laughs> where's and his the father being like where's my son yeah uh, so we cut back to uh, is it the pit of sadness Atre- also Atreyu was told that he had to go alone and had to give up all his possessions but he got to keep his horse yeah. I call well I call bullshit. <laughs> Maybe the horse is considered a friend. But he had to go alone. That's oh, what it's like. So. They said you have to go alone it's and the, give up your possessions. And I was like, the horse is in a weird limbic state. Of <laughs> the like, horse doesn't it's, count it's, as it's, either. It's Schrodinger's uh, horse paradox. It's like the horse is neither uh, a, co- a companion nor a, an object. 
<laughs> but yeah, he um, they get to this. I think it's the swamp of sadness. That's it. Yeah, I call it the pit of despair, but that's incorrect. And it's this is feels like a, a huge metaphor for depression. We're like, if you yes. let yourself be consumed by the sadness, you will drown. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a really wonderful metaphor, but also they 100% tortured a horse. Although we don't see it go below the neck. I, I agreed, but this horse was very clearly like tethered down in all four legs so that it wouldn't like freak out and buck. And you can just see actual terror in the eyes of this animal. It was deeply weird to watch. Well, apparently he was uh, the actor who played Atreya was gifted the horse after production. Oh, so but he couldn't. It was like a lot of red tape and money to like get it home with because there's like, you know, immunizations yeah. and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, I can't afford that. So sorry. I would love to keep this horse, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah. He also apparently had a pretty bad back injury during the filming of this movie that has like plagued him for his whole life. Yeah. He I got thrown off the horse, right? Sad life updates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this horse looks terrified in this sequence. It also it just looks actually scared. It's either the best horse puppet ever, which no, I don't it's think not. it is, or it's a very. I've seen the puppets in this horse. movie. Yeah. Um, but also, like the so the concept of like you get if you stop and like let the sadness consume you, you will drown. I yeah. cool for people. I love that idea for people. Yeah. Non sentient animals <laughs> feel like they should be exempt from this because they don't. Have yeah, the concept yeah. of sadness like right. that. <laughs> right, right. The horse the horse's life is the horse's level of happiness is pretty determined by whether or not it has access to oats and water. Oh, and a sugar cube. Yeah, yeah. Like Bojack Horseman? Sure. Let him drown. Yeah. This horse yeah, that is a that is a horse man. Yeah. This is just it says a it horse. right there in the name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that just seemed a little fucked yeah. up that they were like, and non sentient animals also. <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, didn't we say he's not allowed to have any companions or tools? And we're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, he's got a horse. And I'm like, well, uh, what if we just killed it very quickly by having it drown in quicksand? Yeah, I, I, yeah. And then we cut back to Bastion. Meanwhile, and he is like scream sobbing in the attic. And I was like, surely this is how this child gets caught for being a delinquent, right? And he's just like, no. But also, I'm like, you can't be that Our invested dicks. in this character yet, like. No, he just met him. I was like, uh, Atreyu can be because that's our tax is his horse. But like, yeah, you just met this horse and he's gone. Yeah. And then this is another thing that like, it feels like that the movie didn't want to share everything because mm -hmm. as Atreyu seems to be like still in the swamp of sadness, he goes, Morla, the shell mountain. And I was like, I don't know what any of these things are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should exactly. I like? Just, they didn't mention. If you mention it at the top, like, hey, go to the Shell Mountain. Just because he says it in a way that he clearly knows doesn't mean that I and the audience know. Yes. So he climbs up this little. So is this is this when is this when the like meta story starts? Not when quite. He's talking to the. Okay. Um, the true meta is is later at the at the okay. statues. I thought there was a point part here where like oh you know what crying yes okay crying starts to, okay so atreyu is on top of this like mountain thing and it starts to rise and with how much footage they have this poor kid must have fallen for hours down yes. a, a muddy slope yeah yeah um uh sorry we're gonna have to need to take that again yeah oh, oh uh 13th take we didn't check the gate sorry <laughs> it's it's not running so you know sound wasn't rolling it's <laughs> it's just it happens kid I'm aiming for you, buddy. 
when I tumble down this fucking hill. <laughs> yeah. You better run. It's just like, ooh, ow, ee, ooh, ow, ooh, ah. Um, but it's a, an old ass turtle. Yes. And it, it doesn't, it just looks like an old turtle. But when we yeah. see its face, well, the kid scream, the kid reading screams. Yes. And yeah. I was like, what are you screaming at, kid? <laughs> there is some like earth myth mythos like or you know how the planet was created mythos that's like balanced on the back of turtles that is something like that yeah they talk about that in it too it's like some some ancient stuff i so think I, I this thought that world was kind of what we were this Discworld series also talks about yes. that i don't yes. i haven't the read Discworld it but has a turtle thing yeah i've not read extensively but the few of them that i have read are very entertaining pratchett's a good good writer um but yeah this old turtle pops its head out and the kid screams and i was like where are you screaming and then Atreyu and that turtle both like react as though they heard the scream. Yes, yes. That's what I think. That's I feel what you're like talking as a about. kid. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was like, as a kid, this would have blown my mind, and I think that would have like really been like, holy crap! Like, what? The story is merging. Yeah. Um, and this is another metaphor for mental illness because the turtle doesn't give a shit about anything. Right, and I'm like, right. that's we're getting like this. My theory. I'm yeah. like, this is this is really yeah. cool. Yeah, and like most people battling depression, uh, allergic to youth. <laughs> <laughs> Very that. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, you're totally right. It, I mean, it, it was I was thinking of more about like the processing of of grief or trauma, but uh, depression makes uh, just as much sense as any other explanation. I think it's a it's a good. I mean, I wonder I'm, if if I went like with the concept, what the five stages is that of grief? Is that the, the yeah, what, yeah? I mean, it, I. Denial, bargaining, anger, Ex- something acceptance. acceptance. Yeah, um, that like I wonder if you watch it with that in mind, maybe I could like find like oh this it's more the stages. Even though the stages of grief are yeah. not for other people, it's for th- someone dying. Yes, yeah, that's true. Originally, but it is. I mean, most people do process trauma with most of like those feelings yeah, are part of. But like the 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 five stages were you know conce- conceptualized as someone who is yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying. Here's how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the turtle is like, I'm allergic to youth, and uh, I don't care to help you because I don't. I just don't care about anything. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like that he sneezes him flat off a tree. That was a fun little wire stunt. Yeah, right into the mud again. Mm-hmm. He and uh, it's doing it for somebody. He and that girl and and Lex from Jurassic Park were trading horror stories. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, she like called him up for advice. <laughs> no, wait, oh yeah, no, wait, wait, I was like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Way later, way later. later. Um, but the turtle says you can go to the Southern Oracle. It's ten thousand miles away from here, and I was like, I mean, we're getting somewhere with telling me where we're going. I still don't fully yes, grasp yes. it. Yeah, yeah. I almost wanted like a big fantasy map, right? You like, wanted the like, Game of Thrones that. opening. To open the movie? Yeah, I mean, that would have been solid, honestly. Or just, like, a big map on the wall that's, like, you have to, like, your quest is to complete this arduous journey through the Swamp of Sadness, through the mountains of whatever, you know? Well, and then it's, like, oh, the, the reason they don't do that is because a dog picks him up and flies him the whole distance while he's asleep. Which, like, why hasn't the dog been involved the whole time? Yeah, yeah. But at one point, the uh, Bastion is, like, hot, like, they say something in Bastion that kind of perks up and flips the book and i thought he was going to open to like the front like inside front cover and there was going to be a map there and i was like thank god yeah but no it was just looking at the stupid design on the front that they're like it's yeah which apparently is magic and they don't tell us it's magic until the end 
Yeah, a big oversight, frankly, to not like make it like a, a little bit of like uh, sparkle magic when the kid opens the book or touches the book would have been, I think, a big boost to this. You know, just oh, like that a little too. 80s like ripple magic when he opens it. Just a little touch. Um, this is when the big storm rolls in in the real world, right? And Bastion gets all afraid. Yes, because Bastion. This is where Bastion realizes he's alone in the school, and he's like, "Well, yes. I guess I'm here forever." And I was like, "You have a father who's gonna notice <laughs> yeah. that you're not home." In, in my head canon, it's also Friday, so he's like, "Well, I'm here till Monday. Guess I better make smaller bites of my sandwich." You're not in the mall. This isn't fun. Yeah, I know. Um. So he gets scared by the attic thunderstorm and all the spooky shadows, and then he's like, Atreyu wouldn't be scared. And I'm like, you barely know Atreyu, kid. <laughs> you've, you've known Atreyu for 12 and 15 pages. That's not <laughs> for acting like Maybe three chapters at this point. And so Atreyu gets, you know, starting to get sw- sucked in the swamp of sadness because he's overwhelmed. And then mm. Gamork is running for him. Gamork is like the wolf with the cat eyes that it yeah, worked. Yeah. We don't, we just know he's evil. Um, yeah. I kept I I spent way too much time being like, all right, is that something spelled backwards? No. Is it like rearrange the letters? No, it's just weird. Okay, got it. We're in fantasy realm. Yeah. Got it. Um but then uh Falcor scoops up Atreyu from the Swamp of Sadness in the in the nick of time. And and Bastion's reaction to this in the real world, he looks like spent. Like if this kid rolled a Yeah, I I did it, not it care for that. I was like, We're yeah. it's just a, a hair too far for me, buddy. Yes, yeah. It's like, this kid looks like he needs a cigarette and a long period of heavy breathing, which is an odd reaction to this part of this book. Oh, also, I forgot to mention earlier, they say uh, Atreyu and his horse have been going for a week, and I was like, well, the princess is dying, so, okay. <laughs> yes. And then after Falcor also- scoops him up, he goes, a few after a few days of unconsciousness, Atreyu awoken, and I was like, "Is does no one give a shit? Is there no time crunch? <laughs> This movie plows through 10 days in like 42 minutes of runtime. If that. Look, we always talk about movies are too long, but it's like I am more than halfway through my notes for this movie and we are almost done with the plot already. Yeah, it's it's insanity. crazy how quickly this movie just, which is great. Like it's a kid movie. It's It flies. I love the pacing, but it's just because at one point I was like, there's 20 minutes left. How, what are we, there's five (laughs) minutes left in this movie. What are we doing? The the ending part is so quickly handled. It is bonkers. Yeah, it feels I, like like hardcore re-editing. But who knows? I didn't see any evidence of that when I looked. Um, Falcor's mouth matching isn't splendid. It's downright bad. The, it just, the mouth just it's like when they tell you as a little kid, they're like, just if you're like when you're singing and like if you forget the words, just mouth watermelon over and over again. Mm-hmm. Watermelon cantaloupe. Yeah. Uh, I never heard the, the two fruit. Well, that way, well, that way you get some yeah. variation in what you're Alternation. saying. Alternation. Yeah, no, it makes more sense. It makes more sense. But yeah, the, the dog is just going like watermelon, 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 watermelon. And I'm going to keep calling it a dog because look, let's be honest. They call It's a dog dragon. Uh, it's a dogging. They, they call him a dragon, but it is a dog. Um, But I was like, no one can be Little Shop of Horrors. Like, they didn't get Jim Henson Studios. Right. The puppet right. work is good in this movie. It's not yeah. It's not incredible, yeah. but it's it's really good. Yeah, and I'm sure I didn't notice it as a kid. Oh my god, no. Um, but <laughs> then he goes, Atreyu goes, well, it's nice to finally have a friend again, because his horse is dead and whatever. Yeah. And then uh, Falcor goes, you have other friends. Look, two people you've never met before, and neither has the audience. Yes. And I was like, yes. okay. 
Got it. These people will help us on our journey. And imagine like when we're doing Falcor impressions that our mouth just like moves in no combination no. or no uh, no synchronization with the words. Yeah, we, this is uh, Urgle and Engwook. I don't remember. Engiwook. I wrote it down. I looked it up and wrote it down. Then I, my handwriting is atrocious. I think it's Engiwook. Uh, but they do science and potions, respectively. Yes. They're a, a they're very, very similar to Billy Crystal and, and, <laughs> and the Princess. Carol. Yes, yes. What, Carol, it's Carol. Is it Carol Kane? Is it? I thought it was. I don't remember. My memory is it's Carol Kane. So if I'm wrong. She sounds right. Yeah, she feels right. It's it's like exactly. Spiritually, like it's Carol Kane. Has, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Billy Crystal is doing uh, this. The sorry, the science is Urgel, so that's the Billy Crystal, and then uh, Engiwook is the potions, which is definitely the Carol Kane. Yes. Um, well, then there's a point where he, Atreyu walks up to their little like cave thing, and it's like, oh, they're small. Got it. They're small. And then yeah, she like brews him a potion, and she's holding a. Uh, an okay size it's not like she's holding like a, a french fry bucket from the boardwalk but it's like a right. a small mixing bowl that she hands yeah. to atreus i'm like oh it's gonna it's gonna be like a thimble based on the scale that they're showing us yeah and yeah, then yeah. he holds he he picks up like a somewhere between uh, like a like a dixie mouthwash cup and, uh-huh. a, and a solo cup and i was like well hang yes. hold up that is <laughs> that that's a different size <laughs> she she seems to be no higher than his ankle. Like, wait a minute. Yes. Um, so she like gives him a potion to heal him. And then the science man is like, well, we can help you with on your journey to the Southern Oracle. Um, oh, because Falcor also says, I took you most of the way. <laughs> Falcor's like, I took you uh, 99.7% of the way, but I felt like you should do some of the work. Well, I think it's because he has to go through the gates by himself. Like, I don't think you can yes, fly over yes. the gates is the assumption. Yeah. Although, you know, he flew over every other obstacle. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the Billy Crystal type takes him to the roof to look at his telescope. And there's two. Uh-huh. Um, I love I love this little like uh, ski lift bucket thing he's got to get the basket the system from. And then there were none. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So he's like, look, they when the Sphinx opens its eyes, it ju- it looks for someone who doesn't. I thought he said it looks for someone who doesn't, who can't possibly know their true worth. And I was like, yes. oh, it's like a diamond in the rough situation. It's, a, it's Aladdin. Uh-huh. And so he's like. To go to your metaphor of like depression and sadness is like people like who are experiencing depression mm-hmm. aren't able to see their actual value. Like that's exactly. part of it. And so. It's like supposed to represent the Zoloft. <laughs> yes. It's, it's the vertical bed from the commercial. Yeah. Um. And so they like watch this night. It, it felt again. It felt very like the 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 like prince from Aladdin who comes from the beginning, who's like you're a street rat. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, that's what yes. it feels like energy wise. Yeah, and the Sphinx sure. yeah. open their eyes and just fucking blast the shit out of him. He's also like this is probably a more accurate depiction of a knight. But normally when you see a knight in a movie, they have like some level of mobility. This looks like a guy who's just clutching onto this horse for deer. Like he's been bolted to this horse. <laughs> yes, no other choice. He is going. He or clicks he in like a Lego. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, and they're like, "Wow!" They like watch this guy get destroyed, and it's like, "Well." And then Atreus like, "I'm gonna try it," and the guy's like, "Well, I didn't tell you about the next one." And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tra- like let's learn a little bit about what we're doing here. Yeah. Like, nope, rushing in blindly—that's my move. 
So he like slides down and like walks up to the thing. And then he and he goes, be confident because he goes like, don't doubt yourself. And I was like, but I thought they were looking for someone who wasn't confident. Like, yeah. And then their eyes charge up and he just like dives through the gate. And I was like, okay, so it's not about your self-worth. It's about how fast you are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was like he believed in himself so hard that they missed. I guess. That's the only explanation that makes sense based on the setup. Because I was like, hang on. So you can just be fast about it. This is dumb. Yeah. And again, like if if that is the case, why did the dog not just drop him off on the other side? Yeah. Or why did that other knight just not like charge through it? Yes. Yeah. That seems to make much more sense. Um. So they're all excited that he made it through the first gate, which I, I don't get why it's impressive. He just jumped. Yeah. Uh, but they they show Urgle like ride back down in his little basket, except it goes way too fast and he crashes. Because he's so excited. Yeah, yeah. And then what's it? Nurgle? Nurgla? The wife? I have... It looks like Angiwook. <laughs> Angiwook it is. I can't look it up. <laughs> I, I I I can't either. So I'm guessing that my note it says Angiwook is correct. Angiwook, she's on top of Falcor, giving him a jab, like a yes, like a yes, like an she, injection. I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's punching him in the face. <laughs> well, jab is a thing like British expression for, or I think I don't know, it's just British. Yeah. Well, we've all decided that's what we're calling shots now in the in the Neroni era. But I, it's funny to me that we just are like, oh yeah, I got my jab. Like what? That's not. We never said that before 2020. You don't. I mean, the, the Brits did. It was in Shaun of the Dead. Well, we're not the Brits. We got our jabs. We went to the Isle of Wales. <laughs> um, because she's like magic. Although I'm like, so is it science magic? Like, is this medicine? Ah, it's like this is where their efforts come together. Yes. Um, she makes a potion and puts it in his uh, hypodermic needle and then injects it into his body. Because she's the one with the hype with the needle. She's doing the stabbing. Right. Um, but then he's like, but I wasn't able to tell him about the mirror, the magic mirror challenge or whatever or gate. <laughs> the magic mirror challenge sounds like something that would be done at like a Disney park. Like a TikTok to, thing. To, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like people filming themselves in the bathroom until someone harasses them and tells them to stop. <laughs> well, there's only bathrooms at the exit of the bathroom. There's, there's only mirrors at the exits of the bathrooms in Disney World. So, yeah. Um. It's all of a sudden. It's he's at Care Paravel in Narnia, walking up to the White Witch's castle. Yeah, and, yeah. And there's the. I guess it's a mirror, only because they told us it was a mirror. Right. And he can see the boy reading. He sees Bastion, and I was like, okay. So it did. So like when the meta thing started, I was like, it's kind of surprising that it's not the same actor. With like a wig on or like they filmed all the one scene with the short with the long hair and then they gave him a haircut and filmed all the other scenes, you know, <laughs> like, you know, a lot of people when they read a book, see themselves as the main character. Yeah. So it was surprising to me that they that that was not the way I'm kind of glad they, they didn't because they... I feel like I can't imagine either one being the other. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually spent like a good chunk of the movie thinking that Bastion was the actor Kyle Howard, who was the the boy in House Arrest. Do you remember that Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Pollack movie I watched? All oh, the one where the parents are, um, they're going to get a divorce. Arrest them in the basement. Yeah. Yes, and they stick him in the basement. Yeah. I thought it was that kid for like a serious chunk of the runtime, but it's not. He's, he's got a little bit of like an upturned nose, that kid. Is that who uh, I'm thinking of? 
I'm not sure. If you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, I get it. It's mostly haircut based, I think. Yeah. They have the same kind of like 90s kid bowl cut. Um, And so uh, I was like, oh, we're okay. And then he just walks through the mirror and I was like, I don't get what we just tested. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what we had to do. (laughs) It was like, you have to realize that you're a character in a book and now you can see the Southern Oracle. And then I, I will say I didn't love the design for the Southern Oracle because they just felt like statues. Yes, agreed. I didn't love the princess either. The princess has like a weird. She feels creepy, and I, nothing against yeah. this actress. Like I'm not, I'm not making fun of a child, but like the. W- she seems to be doing exactly what they asked of her. I just exactly don't care for it. they they were yeah. asking her to to be a little unsettling. So we find out here is like the big thing in the movie. Like Atreyu needs Bastion's help. Because there must be a new name, but it doesn't. For the it's princess. not said like that. It the print the empress right. it can only be saved by having a new name. And I was like, well, this is dumb. And they're like, yeah. only a human child uh, can can give her a name. And I was like, okay, so we're getting meta. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, is Bastion reading this sentence? Because if so, it seems like an easy problem to solve. Yeah, you would think. Um. So they're all then they start to fall apart. Yes. Uh. And. Falcor and and Atreyu fly because they have to go to the edge of Fantasia. Is that right? Yes. This is a uh, this is the part of the movie I called Soren with Falcor. <laughs> Soren over Fantasia. Yeah, it's just the Disney attraction Soren, which you can uh, YouTube if you're uh, unaware. But it's just like a flyover of used to be California. Now it's just different locations around the world. Very fun thing. But he's just really beautiful like, footage. Hey, yeah, yeah, and it's, but the, this is just like Falco being like, "Climb aboard, kid! I'll show you the world." And it's just like projections of the Grand Canyon and like Mountains. all sorts of uh, yeah, random places across America. Um, and then they're like, "Oh, they got to the Sea of it was the Sea of Impossibility or the Sea of Possibility?" Yes, I think it's the Sea of Impossibility. Uh, and they get they run into the Nothing Storm, and they get and. A Atreyu gets knocked off Falcor and falls. And then we cut to the attic with Bastion. And I was like, oh shit, Atreyu's going to fall into the attic. Yep. It's exactly what I thought was about to happen here. Because it, because uh, they like, uh, Bastion goes and shuts a window that had blown open and he turns around and looks at the floor and goes, oh, Atreyu. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Atreyu fell into the real world. And then they go to the cut. makes so much sense. Then the camera pans to just the book. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just a book, kid. What are you doing? Um, I At this point, I was like, is this kid sleeping at the school? Like, it is late. It yes. is not, like, after school hours. It is late night. It's the page master. Yeah. Which I yeah. think ends at, like, midnight. I think It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, that movie is, like, animated and live action, right? It it's starts... It starts... It's not like a Roger Rabbit. It starts... Uh, human and, goes to the and then goes to animated yeah. and then goes to human got it okay because macaulay culkin himself gets animated right 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 um and so i'm like okay so atreyu and falco got separated but we still need to get the kid from the human world except right. they don't really seem to give a shit about that no um atreyu meets the rock biter which is you know fun to see him back mm-hmm. and another metaphor for depression he's like i tried it hold on to my friends but they left and now i'm just sort of sitting and waiting for the same thing to happen to me and i was like yeah wow 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 yeah yeah you just got a little owen wilson <laughs> yeah wow um 
and then a real set has real cracks in it and really breaks apart. Yeah, it's rad looking. It's really cool. And it seems a little bit dangerous for the actor. A little bit. That's okay. I'm sure it was it was filmed in Germany. I'm sure it was a little dangerous. Yeah, I'm sure nothing was that heavy. It was probably mostly foam. So it's also implied here that um, this is Fantasia still. The nothing has just consumed a lot of it, most of it. So that's why it, right, it right, looks right. barren, and which is cool. I like that. Yeah, I, the whole idea of it, like, honestly, even to extend your metaphor even further, like the nothing is a metaphor for depression as it just like sucks up everything good in your life. Mm-hmm. It's also pretty apt. Um, but yeah, the the they sort of give you a little explainer here. I think this is when he meets Gamork and Atreyu, that is. And it's like Fantasia is the land of fantasy, but the nothing, the, the nothing represents the loss of hope and dreams, which again, like right to the thing I just said about depression, you know, loss of hopes and dreams. It all makes sense there. It feels a little, so, cause there's 20 minutes left in this movie, two yes. zero minutes left in this movie. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, by the way, Fantasia is all of humanity's dreams and hopes and fantasies. Yes. And the nothing is just their crushing as adulthood. Yeah. To to use like a, a more theme park metaphor, which I'm sure everybody in this ride appreciates. Or this, <laughs> my brain is irre- reversibly broken, irreversibly broken. But it's like if you imagine the movie is like a roller coaster, you know, there's a big hill you climb and then you sort of like go down the hill and there's some stuff where you end. This movie is like you climb a really steep roller coaster hill. It's you know, click, 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 click. And at the very top, you just drop straight down. <laughs> it just falls directly down. And then it's like, all right, the movie's over. Bye. Yeah. I was like, can we get a few corkscrews in here? Give me a loop to loop. Yeah. Give me a twist, a turn. No, it's like huge hill straight down and then back to the thing and you get off. Because yeah, this Gamork lays that on and I was like. I, feel, I don't so what are we trying to say with this movie then right right um and gamork is like i'm gonna i was sent to kill atreyu because he was the only thing that could defeat the darkness or the, nothing the nothing yeah and he's like well i'm gonna go out fighting and he picks up a knife and i was like you could have just said i'm not atreyu like yeah you didn't, you didn't <laughs> have to out yourself Steve. <laughs> work smarter not harder <laughs> i don't know any atreyus my, my name is steve <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think you went that way. Unlike every other thing that we've met in this movie, I'm just I, my name is Steve. It's very boring. The best friend from T two shows up. He's like, I think I saw him go that way. <laughs> but Nick is is here. Yes. And so Atreo is like, if I'm gonna die, I want to die fighting. Come on! And then we get a a crack of lightning, and then that was it. There's no fight. Yeah. We don't get to see anything. No. And I was like, no. At- give me like. 30 seconds come on yeah yeah deus ex lightning is deeply silly and then also like while this is happening there was a pendant that we had that we should have mentioned earlier but the, the, pendant the has been that was lost. what i was talking about earlier the aeon or aeon oh oh i i didn't know the uh i did not know the word for it that's yeah. why you it, whoosh right in my head so but in the beginning you- when they give it to him it's it's in, it, it's sort of treated like the the witch's kiss in wizard of oz that's just like I'm going to give you a kiss and it's going to protect you. And that's sort of it. It was, this yeah, is the yeah. pendant that, that says you speak for the Empress. And I was like, oh, it's just going to give him yeah. like, people are going to respect what he has to say. And then sure, all of a sudden sure. they're like, no, it's magic. <laughs> it is rather ridiculous. Cause, uh, there's a, but Falcor just like, it's lost and it's treated as a big moment. And then he's like, I'm going to fight you Gamork. And then while that's happening, the Falcor swimming is found by Falcor. Yeah. He's just like, Oh, hey, I found it. I can swim now. Yeah. Yeah, it's again. It's the eleventh hour. Like, we we should not yeah, be introducing the the 
the crux of our story here. Like, yeah, the midnight it's started insane. to toll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This there's like less than ten minutes left in this movie when Fantasia gets destroyed, and I was just incredulous that this is how this is paced. Yeah, and so uh, Atreyu gets sort of like twister, like and yeah, it's a twister, and Falcor has to scoop him up, and they're like, we have to go find. We have to go. We have to hope that the the ivory is the ivory tower. I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but it certainly is what it appears to be. They're like, oh, we have to go to the empress, and I was like, no, you, you, no, you have to find a fucking child. Like, you have to get a child. <laughs> yes. We talked about this. Yeah, we know what the solution is. Seeing her is not going to help. So and so, it's it's a cool representation though, because it's like there's a little bit of land and the ivory tower upon it, and then like everything else is nothingness. It's just a black. It's kind of like it's floating on an asteroid. Yes. What was yes. that and Ninja Turtles thing? Falcor. Floating on an asteroid? The yeah, Ninja there was Turtles? like the Ninja Turtles world. Like they sent um they sent Krang to the to this place where it was just like floating. You have pulled Ninja Turtle lore that I have. I, it's as if you're speaking Latin to me right now. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Dimension X. Cartoons? Wow. There you go. I do not remember Dimension X at all. So the Empress feels creepy. Well, we said it before. Just... There's yeah, something she, about the way they directed like, her. It's not her fault. They have her doing like a porcelain doll routine, sort of like very frail and unable to move very much in her costume. And she talks in a way that makes her seem extremely fragile. Yeah. Actually, I heard a podcast talking about uh, the actress who's in One Night, Last Night in Soho. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy? Uh, Jesus, I just... Oh, no. Thompson McKenzie. No, the other one. Yeah, Thomas McKenzie. She has this like really wild vulnerable. It's just how she talks, but her voice makes her seem like very, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is what I did not care for in Last Night in Soho. Is like I did not that that natural quality she brings to that performance made the performance not work for me in a way. And, and <laughs> I was like, oh, I think that's it. But yeah, this this is this is that dialed up on purpose with a very small act, uh, child actor. Um, and then she goes, "We need the Earthling." child and i was like no one said earthling now now yes. it's weird yeah yeah we're we're not in alien town we are in a fantasy world and then this bitch and i can call her that because this is a bitch move she goes no i know what was needed the whole time and i was like excuse me <laughs> well here's the thing like Atreyu could be a little upset but it's not as if he actually tripper it's like th- his horse <laughs> died it's like I was like, my horse died. I went through a swamp. I had to fight like a weird ray beam from a gate. And the she's wolf. like, oh, what about the other? What about the other ten thousand miles of the journey? Well, that was the part where my dog flew me. I fought a wolf. He fought a wolf. I did fight a wolf. He did fight a wolf. It was a very easy fight, but he did fight a wolf. Yeah, I was like, this is some Wizard of Oz bullshit. Where like, I've you, the the power has been with you the whole time. Could have saved me a few steps. Yes, I would have yes. tried if you. I, you didn't think I would believe you? I would have tried it. I would have humored you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could have could have tried any options other than the one that you went with, which was basically let me suffer for a week, week and a half. And so all of a sudden there she's like, "No, he is reading the story." And then she starts like naming things that happened in the real world. Yes, yes. Cuz she says, "He's reading our story, but other people are are reading his story." And I was like, Okay, so we're now in the like we are a part of like that's kind of cool. It's a meta. It's a metaverse. Yeah, and Bastion is freaking out. But also earlier, <laughs> earlier when the Sphinx said 
The Empress needs a new name. Bastion goes, if, they, if only they would ask me, my mom had the prettiest name. And I was like, oh, yes, cool, cool, yes. cool. We're going to get his mom's name. Yeah. And then when he does name the Empress, it's not, I hope it's not his mother's name because he calls her Moonchild. <laughs> also, that's not a name. Well, okay. I don't want to be disrespectful. That could be a name but- in another culture that is not mine. That's fine but it sure seems like they're looking for like a darla here yeah, yeah i was like your your mom's name beth like yeah i i would be shocking to me to find out that uh bastion's mother's name was moonchild unless she was like a real hippie commune girl yeah that's possible that is very possible so atreyu like dies essentially Yes, there's like chaos and destruction like literally fantasia is falling apart as this is happening and and there's a storm in the real world and so uh, the Empress is like calling out to Bastion because Atreyu, Atreyu dies, kind of, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And she like Sword stares dies. right down the barrel of the camera to be like, call my name, Bastion. And so he throws open the this shutters. Part, this part is really funny to me because it's like in the beginning of the movie, the dad only has the one scene. And part, his thing is like, remember, kid, you got to keep your feet on the ground, keep your head above your shoulders, like, you know, you know, keep your head on your shoulders. You know, you're going to get through this. You just got to be, you know, on the straight and narrow. And he literally almost dooms humanity for for giving that advice that day. Yeah, it's again, I don't know what we're supposed to take away from this. Because, hey, mom's been dead a while. Maybe it's time to come to reality is not bad advice. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. Assuming mom's been dead a while. I don't know. Right, right, right. It's like, no, you got to keep dreaming and having fun. And it's like, okay, well, this movie has got a lot of mixed messaging happening. It does. So he calls out Moonchild into the night. He throws open the shutters like he's Ebenezer Scrooge. I was at Scrooge McDuck. Ebenezer Scrooge. (laughs) You you boy, what day is it? Uh, (laughs) um, And so she... does she appear in the attic or are they like in a void? I feel like they're in a void. I think they're in a void. I, I got void out of this, but you know, correct us if you think differently. And so she shows up and she opens her palm and there's like a glowing thing in there. And she goes, this grain of sand is the last bit of Fantasia. And I was like, so everyone's dead. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's dead. Because he's like how and she's like real glib about it, which again, yeah. you're a monster because she's yeah. like, well, you, you can dream and make make a new Fantasia. And I was like. You can't bring back those people, can he? Like, can <laughs> she we? She doesn't. Exp- it seems like he should get the grain of sand and also like a roster. Yes, and a description. It's Here's like, the yearbook. Here the- Here's Fantasia's yeah. yearbook. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it's like not just like a yearbook, but like a, the kind of thing they give out for like a sports team, where it's like like a super trading card. Each one. It's like, <laughs> here's here's a Treyu. He's five foot ten. He likes to eat shrimp. He does like it's like a <laughs> whole like. <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta recreate him down to the molecule. You gotta know all these likes. It should have like a really exhaustive list of like likes and dislikes. Hates the color orange. Loves blue, you know. Like it needs, it needs to be like a really thorough cloning happening. But that's that's what she needs to be giving him. Is like, okay, you can imagine anything you want, but you should start with this list of people, animals, and features, so that we all don't have to live in the nothing void forever and ever and ever. Because then she goes, "You have to make a wish." Atreyu is definitely not dead, but not alive. (laughs) It's a state of being that is deeply somewhere in the middle. But she goes, you have to make you have to make a wish. And he goes, well, how many wishes do I get? And she goes, as many as you want. And I was like, I am lost in the sauce. <laughs> the 
<laughs> mythology's coming fast and furious. <laughs> there are there is three fast. minutes left in this movie. <laughs> we are rapidly running out of movie. <laughs> and you are just like, here's an info dump. Deal with I it. can see the end of the runway. <laughs> like we Dad's putting his coat on. <laughs> we are leaving this theater imminently. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I can see the ground is cut. Like we are touching down. the The yes. landing gear yes. is out. We can't yes. keep adding things. A bunch of people are gonna clap for it in a minute. <laughs> like they're about to start clapping. Because he was like, "Okay," and she goes, "What is your first wish?" And he's riding Falcor. And I was like, "I mean, that's cool. That's what I would wish for yes. first. But like, why are we wishing? And <laughs> and what's happening?" Also, shouldn't it be like anything you can imagine is real? Like, isn't that what this is supposed to be? The lesson yes. is like, you can, you know, the the world is anything you want to make it, kid. Like, imagine it and it'll be real. As, or like, my, okay. my new phrase, the world is your clams casino. <laughs> yes. I like it better than Oyster. Yes. It seems more fun. <laughs> Are you imagining the food or like an actual both. casino for clams? It's both. Okay. <laughs> There's a Clams Casino bar at the Clams Casino. <laughs> I'm picturing a clam with a cigar sticking out of its mouth doing our bad New York Italian accent. <laughs> being like, hey, kid, come over here and play some blackjack, would you? <laughs> cherry, cherry, cherry yeah. winner. <laughs> he like ashes his cigar into another clam that's like an Ow. open clam. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you hurt me. <laughs> Uh, but I do love that not only is he just, like, riding Falcor, he's riding Falcor and buzzing other people. Like, he's attacking the bullies with Falcor. Which, like, get a go for the bullies, but also... Yes. you're. It's just in the real world. There's a flying dog dragon. <laughs> yeah, the, the entire SWAT teams of the New York Five boroughs are rolling in to start shooting at Falcor. Nick Fury is sprinting to the Avengers signal. <laughs> yes, it's just, like... Falcor is going to be riddled with a bullet-ridden corpse in this moment. The size of two city buses. Yes, yes. And I do, I do like though that the bullies also jump in the trash can. Yeah, that was nice. That's like the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, because first, no, first he flies over Fantasia. That's what it is. He flies over Fantasia to show, like, hey, everyone, everyone's alive now. Yeah, I put everybody back. This is the curtain call. (laughs) He's flying over. He's like, okay, and then. Uh, Urgel, and Urgel doesn't like dairy, doesn't tolerate dairy, <laughs> needs soy milk, likes, likes No, it's, it's like, it's like in Futurama when they have to keep going forward and they, their time machine can only go forward, not backwards. So they have yes. to keep going forward until the universe keeps recreating itself. And Professor yes, Barnes was yes. like, I'll just lean out the window and shoot Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, and then Englewook has uh And then Gobbledygook. Is that right? Is that right? Oh no, we're going too fast. Okay, next person. It's like yeah, I want to see the world where it's like everybody is like eighty eight percent correct. Someone's like, got no some I'm people... saying like one person has like a foot, like a leg where their arm should be. Yes. And their face is just <laughs> like a quarter sideways and they're like, he was sloppy. One person's got three arms. The next guy has two or one arm. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just yeah. some of the details get lost, or like uh, the the joke many people have made of like the Star Trek transporter, where like some of that stuff has to get crossed away. Yeah, you do that right. It's just like yeah. I mean, Rockbiter is suddenly made of just like a different rock now. <laughs> he probably could skip Gamork though. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't remake the bad guys. Mm-hmm. 
Or he like he makes a little island and he puts like Gamork and Scar from the Lion King. Or he just does it like on this Emperor's New Groove and Gamork is a, a tiny puppy. <laughs> like Isma becomes a kitty cat. To, yeah, they gotta like he starts. He's like, "Well, you can be alive, but you have to start over, and we'll see if you're still." And I'll, this time. if you if you prove you're good, I'll let you grow, but you're gonna stay a puppy. Yes. <laughs> uh, you're I on to, probation, buddy. <laughs> You're on life probation. <laughs> yes. If you if you do bad, I will repuppa you. So like d- I I can do that. I am God being of your of your. World, <laughs> I am a god so. now. And so if if you if you get out of line, I will just start you over. Just just know that. <laughs> I I mean that is I love that idea. <laughs> he's like he's constantly monitoring the world. It's like whenever like there seems like a bad guy's gr- you know growing. It's like a new baddie is coming. Just suddenly they're a baby. Like they're in like step two of the play. Like Rita Repulsa is like just getting <laughs> yeah. into teenage Rita Repulsa, and she's like, one day I will be in control. <laughs> it's just she's a baby in the middle of the sentence. I would watch the hell out of this. This is a very good, very good idea. I'm surprised it didn't happen in the in the 80s, 90s when baby shows were a craze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little baddies. Yeah, little villains. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. They're like trying to steal milk or something. Yes, exactly. So yeah, the uh, a giant dog dragon the size of two city buses terrorizes the city, and then the a narrator we've never heard before goes. Yes, and this is very weird. Bastion went on many adventures in in the in Fantasia, but that's a story for another time. And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be the bookseller, but it's definitely not the same voice. I don't think it is. Yeah, it was not the same voice. It's a good voice. I love this voice, but it is. I don't know who it is. That seemed like a. That seemed like a. Okay, we gotta. You gotta add something to this movie to get out of there. And they're like, uh, uh, and there's more. And they're like, perfect. That's a picture. Because apparently, this is only the. Some. I think I read somewhere that this is the first half. Like this is half of the first book. It feels like that. But also, like, where do you go for like? It doesn't feel like half a book. It feels like three fourths of a book. I'm like, where do you go yeah, from there? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I feel like the book would probably have him rebuilding Fantasia, right? Like putting probably. things back, and then and then like the 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 melting of the worlds part would be part of that. I would think. We talked a little bit in the run up to this episode. I think it was just something I mentioned to passing at the other one. But I had remembered as a kid watching one of the sequels a whole bunch. With their, I remember really? it being like a fashion show. Uh, yeah, I think I remember uh, watching it at a friend's house. Watching it turned out to be the third one. I didn't know that, but uh, it turned out to be the third one. There's like a fashion show. Hmm. There's like a I'm too sexy type montage. I don't think they use I'm too sexy, yeah. but they like go to a mall and they like try on a bunch of outfits. And I was go to a I was mall. Like, okay. Yes. It takes place mostly in the real world, apparently. Yeah, that's what people want. Yeah. But uh, it was like, Neverending Story 3 has this long mall sequence. And I think it's, I so I looked it up, they're not connected. Like, none of the three movies have, they're not like actual sequels where it's oh, weird. Like, continuing the story. They all seem to be just standalone Neverending Story stories. Um, but the, the third one does indeed have a long sequence in a mall in which there's a fashion show. So I didn't make that up. Hmm. Weird. I think I had like a childhood child boy crush on the on the girl in that one. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so the the sequels are, uh, I mean, on the table as possible episodes, but doesn't seem like something that would be nearly as fun to watch as this. Probably not. I mean, I'm curious to, uh, if they're if they're short, I might check them out someday. But yeah, 
I was shocked at how enjoyable I found this, to be honest with you. I was kind Breezy. of expecting this to be a bit of a slog. Super cool creatures. There's no like standout egregiously bad acting. The the even the kids uh, are good. Flies by. Yeah, they're both they're both perfectly capable of doing what this movie asked them to do, uh, and, and it flies by. Mm-hmm. Flies you blink by. and it's over. Yeah, yeah. This is like an easy watching movie. I've seen some ninety minute movies that I am just like I cannot believe this is still happening to me, and <laughs> this is the complete opposite of that. Uh, yeah, so I sorry this is a bit of a shorter episode, but there is not much meat on this bone. This is no, like a, I, I like I, I, it's very enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, it, instead of being like a meaty rack of ribs, this is like a skewer with some chicken on it. Like <laughs> yes, delicious, right? Like I love a satay skewer, but a satay skewer is not a meal. It is as a preamble or a snack. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun movie to watch. I, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed this. Yeah, because I, I didn't know what to expect. To go, I was like, is this going to be like legend? Am I going to am I going to be bogged down in a bunch of nonsense? And right, like a little right, bit, right. but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like so the, the movie doesn't take any of this stuff very seriously. So when you're like, well, wait, what's that? The movie is just like already three steps past it. And you're like, well, they didn't get it. I got to so keep up, I, I guess. Care? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like legend sort of belabors all of its points. Well, and legend had tim curry amazing and they were like yes and we're not gonna use it yeah so like yeah, i got yeah. mad yeah or is this like yeah we got a weird dog does that do anything <sighs> we for got you? dog dragon we got rock yeah. man yeah and i was like I, I would hang out with more rock man i would have taken three more scenes of rock man but i'm fine without it it's, it's okay yeah uh but yeah i would say recommend here for sure it's streaming i forget where i got is it i think it might be on my library stream it's on you got it you got it from the library hoopla Okay, uh, so it, if your library has Hoopla streaming, uh, it's on there. And I think it's somewhere else as well, but I don't remember. But you can uh, I'm you surprised can Netflix that. didn't grab it for Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, you'd think somebody out. would. Yeah, yeah, you'd think that would have been. Maybe they did have it last year when that came out. Um, or three years ago. Was it Was it three years ago? We went, it was when we went in 2019. Wow, I don't think I put that together until you, I did not put that together. Until yeah, because there was, wow. there was never ending story in that, in that house. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Holy shit. That's a long time. Yeah. Wow. Let's come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it comes back I hope, this weekend. Or, I hope Netflix yeah, is think- putting out a like 30 minute recap that I can watch because I don't. Yeah. I just, just give, just put me up to speed. I watched yeah, it before. It did, I don't want to do it, it again. Did, it just came out when this episode has aired, it came out the Friday before this episode. Oh, okay. We actually timed this up quite nicely with uh, the Stranger Things connection, I suppose. There we go. Uh, Really, really quick, because I uh, don't want to do a whole episode on this, but uh, both of us really like the Chip and Dale reboot. Yeah. worth your time. It has no business being as good as it is. Speaking of movies that are 90 minutes long and fly by, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, baby. Easy, breezy, Uh, beautiful chipmunks. (laughs) really good genuinely very funny uh super super entertaining and i definitely remember watching the show as a kid but i like couldn't have pointed to any specific memories but there was like three or four things in it that were like i was like oh i remember that and it was like the the genuine it wasn't like the fate i'm sure i whatever it was like the the uh what's his name the not Mandela? chip or dale or gadget the big guy oh uh monterey monterey jack <clears throat> monterey jack when he would like his eyes would go crazy and he would float the, to the, the mustache cheese. puffed out yeah yeah i was like i completely forgot about this and as soon as i saw it i was like oh yeah he used to do this that was his show. excited face i remember yeah yeah 
super, super entertaining. Highly recommended. This generation's Roger Rabbit. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, it, it's 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 it, it's a Roger Rabbit remake more than it is a Chip and Dale movie, or is a Roger Rabbit remake starring Chip and Dale, uh, yes. who is also in it for a minute. Who's in it briefly? More, but yeah, as is uh, MC Scat Cat and and, and uh, Paula Abdul, Abdul in a de-aged. Really good. I mean, I acknowledge uh, I, I'm not the only one to say it. I thought using Peter Pan was in poor taste, considering what happened to Peter Pan's voice actor, Bobby Driscoll. Yeah, I did not know that part. It is kind of sad, but I, the, the premise is funny. The premise is like, funny, it, but yeah. yeah. So I, I, I assume that nobody knew that, but we'll see. Well, no, if you on the Wikipedia, it says several several critics have, you know, taken issue with the fact that it bears that. I thought it was in poor taste. No, I'm saying I'm assuming the creators did not intentionally. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they they were like let's shit on, let's yeah, shit on like this Peter Pan child sucks. actor. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, but yeah, you should go see that. But yeah, go see both those movies. These are both very entertaining. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Hit us up on Facebook or uh, at Dissect the 80s on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. If you haven't done a review yet, please do that. We just got one on our last episode. We're thrilled to read those out. So uh, we read them if you do them. So. Please review the show and uh, tell two friends, as always, about it if you like it. Get more episodes, including one in a week or so on probably two weeks, if I'm being honest, on Stripes, the uh, Bill Murray military vehicle that was uh, for suggested by and for the Patreon crew. Let's check that out there. And uh, if you want to drop us a line, dissecting the 80s at gmail.com. Always happy to hear from listeners. Thank you so very much for listening to the show. I have been Trip Leno. I will always be Andrew Leno. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.